Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open, or you just love the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack when hunger strikes. I happen to love me my pistachios. Uh, I don't want to screw around with the nuts, so I love the no-shells pistachios. Anyway, there are a bunch of flavors to choose from, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno, lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts, and each ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Chevy. Hi, Rob. You look good, buddy. Thank you. You too. Where where am I catching you? Where are you these days? I'm in the hospital. No, um, I'm I'm home. There's a huge snowstorm outside. Oh my gosh! Don't go anywhere. Stip, please. We 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 can't we can't lose you. I don't want to see you in the immemorium this year. <laughs> Welcome to Literally. Um, This is someone you never, ever hear on podcasts, ever. I don't think I've ever heard Chevy Chase, the legend, the goat on a podcast, and we have got him. And, uh, you know, I mean, he influenced me more than I could ever articulate. Um, there, There was never anybody as smart and irreverent and deadpan and charismatic and handsome and just he had a his own style of humor that just blew so sky high than Chevy did in those first SNL years. And then of course, you know, uh Caddyshack, hello, and others, uh Fletch. I mean, this is gonna be fun. Mr. Chevrolet Chase. Chevrolet Chase is coming up. Mr. Chevy, I'm I'm so glad to have you on this show because I mean we we've known each other a little bit over the years and and we even worked together on brothers and sisters, but I've never had a chance to properly tell you how much you've meant to me in terms of your work, in all seriousness. And we'll get to the funny shit later. It's all good. But one of the things I love about about this business is the people that inspired you. And then when you finally get to meet them and to say, thank you. And I need to do that because you taught me everything I ever, ever wanted to know about comedy. And when, when I was a young idiot, um, kid, 12, 13, 14 year old, uh, watching you on SNL and then through everything you've ever done, uh, you're, you're the fucking man, dude. And, uh, I, I got Oh, thank you, man. That's nice of you. I mean, thank you. Really, it's, I love it, that. Yeah, it's, nice it's, of you. It's really, really an honor. There's no, but there's never been anybody like you, as far as I can tell, and never will be anybody like you. And um, I remember, I'm just going to give you a little backstory. Um, so, you know, SNL comes out. You're the breakout star, as you should be. You're amazing in it. Um, and then that Christmas, I asked my ki- my mom. You know, I was still making, just how young I was, I was still making lists of Christmas gifts I wanted. That tells you a little bit how young I was. And I, <laughs> I do number, that now. Yeah. Okay. The, the number one thing I wanted was a shirt that said, I'm Chevy Chase and you're not. Ah. That's what I asked for for Christmas. And to tell you how different the times are, that didn't exist. So I went out and made it. I made it with the print on things and I had it. I had that shirt. Yeah. I was just going to say that I had the same shirt made. Or no, somebody did on SNL. And gave it to me. I have that T-shirt upstairs. Really? Isn't that funny? Yeah, I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. Yeah. How did How did you come up with that catchphrase? Um, I was doing that uh, uh, update. I invented this thing called Weekend Update, and uh, it, it allowed me to do political and 
uh, stuff to say things that uh, were outrageous, but uh, in, the, in the guise of a newscaster, it would be okay. Um, and I was always going, uh, good evening, I'm Chevy Chase. I was thinking about this Channel 5 guy here in New York, Roger Grimsby. He was a, he was a newscaster at a local station, but he used to always say, I'm Roger Grimsby, and here now the news. And I, I just didn't want to go that long. <laughs> and I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. And that's it. Let's get to the news. <laughs> that was it. It's very simple. It, I mean, it happened right there on the on the update thing. That so. tells you what a different world it was. That the notion that there could be a somebody involved in the news and that saying something outrageous would be funny. <laughs> You've come a long way. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a lot of physical stuff though rob i mean to me just about all comedy is physical uh and that means the face i would make or the the gesture i would make or the eyebrow lift or the uh, uh turning around i I'd love to say this one because it was 19 and between 75 and 76 and we came on the air just at the beginning of 76 we were on in, in 75 too but uh i was up there on the uh, update set, and I said, well, that's it for 1975, and uh, here we are in 1970. Let's take a look back, won't we? And I did, you know, just <laughs> turn around. That, that kind of thing. So tell me, I want to know how you, because Lauren Michaels appears without appearing on the show all the time because I have so many SNL people on because I love SNL, as you know. And of course, nobody can get through an interview without telling a Lauren story or doing a Lauren impersonation. I've never heard that you do one. You can't be the only person in the world that doesn't do a Lauren impersonation. Oh, God, I probably did uh, back then, but I I don't know how to do them now. Uh, well, you know, Chevy, the thing about doing me is you that's, to be that's my- it. You got it. You, you got it. You don't need me. No. That was good. The thing about Chevy was everybody thought he was Cary Grant and he was actually Chevy. <laughs> That's something he would say, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, my, all my impersonations are predicated on, on the look, the impersonations are bad. They're not that great. I know they're not that great. But what I'm saying is great because it's something they for sure would have said when I do Arnold. Schwarzenegger, you oh, know, it's a, you know, it's the thing of when they're taking it and they're putting it to the thing and they're taking it there and they don't know what that's going to do, when it's <laughs> going to work. That's it. That one word will do it. Rirk. Yeah. For Arnold, it's predicated on the word work, which is work. But no one <laughs> yeah. ever did that. Yeah. R- oh, Rirk. my God. Um, tell me. OK, I'm going to. This is greatest hits. This is I've been dreaming about this. Month. Tell me about Land Shark. Who invented the Land Shark and why did you become yeah. a Land Shark? Oh, uh, that was me. Uh I uh, also wrote Jaws 2, which began the, the uh, a takeoff on on Jaws. Right. Uh, so uh, that's where the land shark appeared. The the, the uh, uh, I, it was an easy write. I, I just um, had Jane or I don't know who, oh Gilda, in their apartment listening to the radio, and uh, that the news suddenly came on and said. Uh, uh, something to the effect of, uh, I can't even remember. Oh, anyway, they were apprised of, of, of there being another shark, uh, and not just uh, Jaws. And that in this case, it was a little more uh, serious because it was actually on land. And <laughs> then it's a little more serious. And then um, I. Uh, I, I had this costume that uh, I made up uh, that I, it, it would fit right down on my knees, the shark costume. Uh, then I'd knock on the door. And what I liked was sort of the concept that the, the shark was could speak and walk, but it wasn't really very intelligent. He didn't have a lot of, um, wasn't articulate. So I would knock. Yeah, and, sharks uh, are. They're very articulate animals. Yeah. So I'd say, uh, Mrs. K, uh, Mrs. Carlin, 
and <laughs> she then we, you know, be on uh, uh, whoever it was, Jane. So uh, I would say, uh, she'd say, who? Like, this is clearly not the right name. And I'd take a little pause and I'd go, Captain Gillard? <laughs> just the, the, the name itself, I'd just screw. So this Mrs. Al. <laughs> you had the, the, the screwing of the name thing is a, is it, cause that's also my favorite uh, bit in Fletch. When they ask Fletch yes. what his, what, right? It's the same thing, right? When they ask Fletch what his name is. I believe I did have that in there. I can't remember what uh, what it was in that oh, movie. Oh, uh, see, not that I'm a super fan or anything, but it's Mr. Cocktowson. Oh, that's right. And everybody said for years and even today, I guess, that it was Cocktowson. It wasn't. It was, uh, oh, I'm John. John. Said, who, who are you? John Cocktowson. It just sort of, it went away, you know. Cocktoso, I think I went with Cocktoso. Well, Mr. Cocktoston, and of course that was uh, the girls' thing, and uh, it became Cocktoston, I guess. What a great career! <laughs> when I when I we used to check into hotels under fake names, I often used John Cocktoston. Oh, you're a silly boy. I'm a very silly boy. <laughs> you're just you're just learning the I, half of it. I want to see you that game show again. I've been watching it very, uh, you know, it's gone now. But the one you you had where somebody sits in a machine and goes around and you say, Emma, top them here. Or, uh, yes. Here's a question. What the hell was the name of that? Mental Samurai. It's coming on this summer. It, it's coming on. the How How did you end up watching my, my game show, Mental Samurai, Chevy? This is amazing. Well, I, all I had to do was see your face. And I thought, Rob is a movie star. What's he doing on TV? And um, then I just started. I'm asking myself the same thing. I, (laughs) well, big money. (laughs) It's, I will tell you, well, there's that. Um, I will tell you that it's funny you say that because that's the, when I'm, when I'm just riffing with people and that's what I love about doing mental samurai is you just get a chance to riff with regular people with insane stories and they're under pressure. And we literally had a, 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 uh, for like, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars, and the question was: name this nineteen nineties era world famous ensemble sitcom. And then the Friends was scrambled, <laughs> and it took her thirty seconds, and the clock was running out, and she said, "I'm going to go with Durfins." Durfins. Durfins. What is that? Uh, it's nothing, and she didn't get the hundred thousand dollars. But it's friends scrambled oh, Durfins. No, so Durfins, and, and I thought this is what this is like some Chevy stuff. This is like what would Chevy do? <laughs> oh, I'd be great on that show. You should put me on the show. Done. You're 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 coming on uh, season two of Mental Samurai. I'm 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 making that happen. <laughs> okay. Um, tell me this. I need to know if. I have a couple. There's a lot of urban legends about you, Mr. Chase, as you know. Oh, I like that. Um, We're going to go down a list of them now. Number one, did you get kicked out of college for housing a cow in your dorm? Yes or no? No, I didn't get kicked out. Um, I I did uh, get kicked out at the end of the having like C's or something. I don't remember. It was Haverford College. It was a very tough college. uh, like a small Ivy League school, and um, I just uh, never liked academics and and stuff. So I I didn't anyway. I do I do a lot of silly things, and I had two funny roommates uh, who I liked. And I mean, I love that one of them. And um, yeah, I don't. I'm trying to remember. It was easy to get the cow up. Stairs. We were like two flights up, sort of, uh, and, uh, and then down the hall. Uh, but the cow didn't want, want to go downstairs, and that was a that took people to push him just to get him down to the, you know, the first uh, up and, and, and down the stairs. God, it was. I can't remember what happened to that cow. <laughs> it might still be there, Chevy. Uh, no, he got out of he got out of the dorm. Uh, I, uh, I think the grass is all eaten up now. Yeah. 
No so, more hay. So that is true. You kept a cow. You didn't get kicked out for the cow, but you did keep a cow in your dorm. Oh, well, that's true. But I didn't keep it. I brought him up, uh, put him in my uh, portion of the uh, of our small <laughs> dorm room and closed the door to uh, – there was a rule at Haverford that you couldn't have a girl in your room, first of all, after 10, and second of all, with your door closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I wonder what that meant. And, uh, and so I, I actually closed the door up to about six inches to make sure I didn't break the rule. And, and then came down with it. I was never bothered by that. Uh, I mean, I got in more trouble for toilet paper in uh, Reed's Hall. But uh, that was, I got a bunch of guys with me. And, you have know, wet toilet, you know, they throw it in there before you know it, they can't get out. Anything else? <laughs> Yo, there's there's more. There's more. Um, where were you at any time ever a member of Steely Dan? I was the drummer. We started in in uh, college at Bard, and uh, we had uh, a, a small group of us. I guess there was like a quartet um, with me and Fagan and uh, what's his name and um, Becker. And we played things that were more, mostly jazz because I, I'm a jazz drummer and a jazz pianist. I don't, uh, didn't care much about uh, rock. And so we, that was, we did that down in the a place where you could do that anyway, right on the campus. And, um, as I, and I graduated and then, uh, they were still going and Donald was thinking about, you know, let's, uh, let's take this on the road a little. Let's, let, let's uh, get a, a deal and whatnot. And um, so I said, you know, get a better drummer. <laughs> I didn't want to do that, but, uh, and it, they indeed did. Recently, Fagan said, you were a great drummer. And I, I'm, I'm so uh, proud now. <laughs> that's well, that's amazing. Cause you know, famously they never had any set drummers after you. Yeah. I mean, you could, they, they had, all of I'm obsessed with watching um, the making of all Steely Dan records. I'm a huge fan. And they just have multiple session players, world famous come in and they just busted these guys' ass to play perfectly because clearly nobody was Chevy Chase, the drummer. Clearly. Yeah, no, no. Lily Donald sings. Yes. It's just, uh, it's just riotous. It's so bad that, you know, oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, but uh, they people weren't uh, seeing them and buying them for his voice. That's for sure. Uh, but it was, they were good songs. He wrote great, great, great. Really well. And it's funny. It's kind of your sense of humor. The songs, really. I mean, it's a very, it's a very specific, like sardonic, dry, but hilarious. Yeah. I mean, Steely Ann's hilarious. They're really, really. Well, fun. you know, I, th- I think that happened in in college. Uh, that uh, we had me and then Ken Shapiro, who uh, was also quite funny, and he played uh, with us a couple of times and whatnot. I, I think he got that that kind of sense of humor thing from the way I looked at things and, and Ken did, you know. Uh, so, you know, I don't, I'm, again, flattered. Another one confirmed. So all of the urban legends so far are true. Um, and I love that. Up to uh, a point. I mean, they have to be corrected. Well, what are the ones that need to be corrected that I didn't ask? This might be even the better. The cow. The cow, cow. had to be corrected. But that's a technicality. Yeah. You're hung, you're getting hung up on a technicality. No, did, did I tell you what the cow said? <laughs> that's it. Okay. <laughs> Hold the thought. We'll be right back. Where else can you go surfing and skiing in the same day or check out a world-class art museum and camp out under a brilliant night sky same day or hike through the redwoods and get a luxury spa treatment? There's only one answer, California. No matter where you go across this state, you will find a way to play. Look, I love California. Um... And I have not yet surfed and skied in the same day, although I do do both. So that is on my bucket list. It's the most beautiful place in the world. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. 
Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Were you in one of my favorite things ever? I'm trying to remember. Were you in the Ruddles? <laughs> no. I I was in the Yes, I was. Yes. Uh, actually, we shot that. We shot it. I was in the truck with a, a group of other sort of quote musicians. Uh I'm not sure how that all worked, but it was Eric, you know, Idol and uh, he and John are very good writers and, and very funny guys. I just met John for at the Beverly Hills uh, Hotel Commissary, whatever the restaurant, uh, to try to convince him that we could do a great uh, series in a half hour together. Oh, you guys would be great. He was quite funny, uh, but really more serious. And, you know, I'm too, I, I don't want to have to write again. And uh, I said, well, I, I write. No, you can't write this. You, something like that, which he didn't mean. And uh, as and, and so things. And even my daughter was with me. Not this one, but Kaylee, um, and had a camera. And we were around a table there that you'd eat at. And uh, finally, Kaylee said, "Let me take a picture of you guys, of you two. And um, John just said, "All right, I'll be a bunny." <laughs> and he put his I can't show it. Can you see my me? Yeah. His 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 impression of being a bunny was just putting his hands up. Just from out of nowhere. And it was the only funny thing that he it was only it's just he he turned out to be the nutcase I wanted. And uh, and it was so much fun. Uh we we spent two hours together. The uh the Ruddles the, for anybody listening, if you haven't seen it, what the Ruddles is, is there was a moment in time where there were seven billion Beatles documentaries. Like it just it was like enough with the archival footage of the, of, of the Beatles, yeah. please. Yeah. And, and it was always the Beatles is what the name of them all were. Yeah. Like so, so they did the Ruddles. So sort of like what Durfins is to friends. The Ruddles <laughs> is to the Beatles. And it's the most brilliant um, comedy ever. Um, Eric Idle, the Monty Python guys, and Chevy has a little bit uh, uh, part in it. But um, do you know what, what the distinction of this hilarious thing is? It holds a very special distinction, the, the Ruddles. You want to know what it is? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. It is the single lowest rated piece of television in the history of broadcast. <laughs> I wonder why. People loved and adored the Beatles. Why? I've become a good, close friend of Paul's, McCartney, and I knew John too. But then he, uh, somebody shot him. But um, you know, huh, <laughs> uh, that wasn't good. That that didn't. Anyway, it was not a good day. Uh, I, I've asked him. You can ask Paul, by the way. We we see each other in the summers. You can always ask him to sing something, and he'll do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Now he'll go, you know, for a, bar, a couple of bars. What was uh, what was John Lennon like? Um, he was cheeky and uh, not snarky, just cheeky, funny. Uh, I would see him. I was living on the west side around the 71st Street or something, close to the river, Hudson. And uh, I think he and uh, Yoko lived somewhere near that, too, because I'd see him. 
quite frequently in the, the little park there, you know, eating something or whatever. And that's where I liked to go to eat. So I think the first time I met him, I had a huge sandwich in my hands. <laughs> anyway, then I'd walk back up 72nd Street from the park uh, with the two of them. And we just sort of, you know, people were very frightened of him in the sense that nobody would say, oh, Mr. Lennon, can I have you? You wouldn't even ask him because he was John Lennon. I mean, you know, just that you might smell him is good enough. <laughs> and uh, uh, so we enjoyed, uh, and I was already, you know, famous in this country anyway somewhat. So uh, he knew who I was and um, it was fun. Were you on SNL when Lorne famously offered the Beatles, I think, um, $75,000 to reunite? I know that Lorne and I, in his office, Sarah, uh, came up with the concept of um, 75, but I think I argued for 100, but I think it probably was 75, yeah. Anyway, the the idea, uh, and Lorne played it beautifully. I mean, Lorne, you know, he comes out of the second city kind of tradition in in Canada and whatnot. So very funny guy, Uh, very bright and um, chubby. (laughs) Chubby. I love the way you did him. You know, there you are. The thing about Belushi is um, he had all the wrong heroes. (laughs) That's good. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. It's a good one. And true, by the way, John was so, pissed off at me of Belushi. We were in a show together uh, off-Broadway in New York before this uh, called Lemmings. And it was, um, and Chris Guest was on it. Mm. Alice played. Anyway, it it was a a hit off for off-Broadway or off-Broadway. I don't know what the hell we were, but um, it was was only later that uh, I uh, and Michael O'Donoghue, who was a great lampoon, probably the greatest writer and a funny, funny man. Uh, he and I became fast friends, and uh, I always do things to him that he didn't expect. So he didn't know that his officer changed a little around here or a little around there because he was the kind of guy who wrote everything in, <laughs> in longhand on, mm. a, on, uh, on a lawyer's pad, and then, then he'd type out his sketch. We didn't have fucking time for that. I, he, I was uh, the head. Right, right, right after he folded into his office, and uh, I had to get people. You know, we we're gonna be reading, have a read through on Tuesday. It's Monday. Just we just had a show, so uh, you know. But Michael, I don't know what the hell. But well, well, first of all, the fact that you, I forget that you were the head writer of SNL as well. That is a. I was only, you know, I was only hired for that. I, he, I, in fact. When I asked Lauren, can I act? He said, no. You know, Chevy, you're too good looking. I, I don't want a traditional leading man on the show. It will, it will affect the comedy. Good looking people are not as funny. Oh, God. Well, uh, Belushi was the star of that off-Broadway thing. Uh, they loved him. When he, and finally, when Michael and I convinced him, because of our, our Lampoon Radio, I convinced Lauren that he should hire John. We, we had everybody else. Uh, John came in, he, John used to say, I'm not, I'll never do television, which I always say, that's really bright, John, because you can't make more or anything. <laughs> and, and, uh, he finally accepted and he came, but he was, uh, extremely, uh, pissed and jealous of me that I became that, that, uh, first star. And, and, uh, what could you do? You know, I loved him. And I have two or three photographs of us, just the two of us, uh, sitting somewhere where he's just giving me the bird from behind me, you know, the whole fucking, excuse my language, but you know, it's too funny. Yeah. He, I mean, it's hard for, I mean, you just exploded out of, out of that show and you were only on it for, for uh, one season or two. Uh, one season and one day <laughs> after the first season, I think I came back for a day or two uh, that had to, to finish my contract or something, but it wasn't long. And what sure. was the first big movie? Was it foul play? Well, I wasn't that big, but that was my first movie. I remember it as being a huge hit. Was it not a hit? 
I guess it was a hit, but uh, it wasn't like one of those two hundred million dollar movies like Danny's been doing. Uh, right. <laughs> I hated. I I was supposed to be in that uh, uh, Ghostbusters, but uh, they had they got another guy because I was busy. Mm. I couldn't fucking believe. It. Anyway, because I really liked that movie, uh, and, and and Billy is so damn funny. All of. <laughs> anyway. I can't believe you were supposed to be in Ghostbusters. I never knew that. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. What's the what's? In fact, when they did the video for the music and it, you know, they had the last shot in the video is me standing and had a little cigarette that was and just making the cigarette go into my mouth and then back out. People always freak out about that. Oh, don't you going to burn yourself in day? That's a trick. Yeah, Ray Ray Parker Jr. My favorite is is either I I always get confused. It was Huey Lewis's "I Want a New Drug" and Ghostbusters. There was a big lawsuit because of the same song. So the question is, who? I think it was I hate to say it. I think it was Ray Parker Jr. who stole "I Want a New Drug." I think I want a new dun 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 dun. Want the one do whatever dun 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 yeah, dun. Yeah. Where are the ghosts? And they're going to be here. Oh, oh, yeah, Isn't that yeah. the lyrics of it? Isn't that how it went? Yeah, that is the gist. I think there was something similar with that guy, uh, but it wasn't the same. And you can't really, you can't really see. I want that. a new drug. Dun, dun, dun. One that won't scare me to death. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, <laughs> good. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, in Three Amigos, let's talk about Three Amigos. Oh, I got a great Lauren one. This is an actual Lauren quote. Actual Lauren quote. Vintage Truthful actually said it to me. I said, I love Three Amigos. Chevy is a genius in it. It's one of the funniest movies. He goes, the first part, the first half is funny. Then the director thought he was auditioning to direct the fucking Milagro Beanfield War. Milagro <laughs> Beans, what the hell? Oh, my God. Uh, I the- loved making it because I had Marty and Steve. Uh, these two, you know, Steve's one of the funniest guys uh, conceptually in the world. He's not he's not out there as much as I I project uh, or take back. Uh, but uh, so he's not that good. But <laughs> what I'm saying is he's just a great friend and and very funny. He has these concepts that are silly and funny. I, I remember he did a oh, what was it a movie with. Um, Oh, beautiful woman. Is it The Jerk with Bernadette Peters? Yeah, it might have been that, where he uh, jumps on the woman, starts to her. Yep. She's lying down and, and sick. It's sort of a, like a Franken, but better. Uh, <laughs> poor Al. Al. They call me Al. Isn't that, that's, by the way, that's another, is, isn't that the name of the Paul Simon? Uh, you can call me oh, Al. yeah. That I love. Was that written about Al Franken? Was that song about Al Franken? You can call me Al Franken? No. It wasn't? How do you think Paul Simon gives a shit about who he is? Paul Simon, you know, he's right up there with the Beatles. He's been there forever, Simon and uh, Schuster. Simon, <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's funny because Lauren is the one who suggested, you know, why don't you do Lauren, uh, Paul's uh, video for the, this new uh, record? Graceland. Yeah, Graceland. And Paul said, that's a, that's an idea. And then uh, there was that, uh, a man walks down the street, he says, well, I'm not you know, great yes. move. Uh, 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 to be my bodyguard. In any case, Paul called and said, I'm going to record tomorrow um, a video. You want to come and, and you could do me and I'll, uh, just do Paul trying to carry huge things into the, you know, whatever. So I went there. And by the way, I learned those words uh, and, the, and the singing of them on the way in on a limo from East Hampton. And uh, I just uh, adored him. Uh, and I did it in one take. No I way. I had it down, all of it in one take, on top of which I was making a little moves like with my hand and dropping a cocktail glass and stuff. Um, so I, I, I gave him all I could and I haven't heard from him in 
fucking years. <laughs> I, I realize that that song is really Paul Simon rapping. Paul Simon. It's like he's just he's rapping. Why am I fighting in the middle? And why is my life so hard? And the man walks down the street and it's rapping. It's Paul Simon's version of rapping. Oh, yeah, I guess. I guess so. Never thought about that. Did I don't you? know. Paul, come here. Let's talk. He's with Edie Brickell now. Very happy. Um, what I have. Okay. So, oh, and three amigos. When, when the, the, the burning bush, the singing bush, sorry, the singing bush, the singing bush, when the singing bush <laughs> sings only public domain songs, that's the most yeah. inside joke in the history of inside jokes. So that, and who wrote that? Steve. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. yeah. You know, Lauren was on that, uh, uh, he was given credit too for writing, but really, uh, it was, uh, it was Steve and, um, the singer, Randy, uh, and, uh, uh, they, they really wrote the thing. And, uh, that's a typical scene in that particular bit. Uh, I, uh, as, uh, Dusty Bottoms did not come into the shot. I was away from the shot holding their horses and on my own horse uh, because they had gotten off and I didn't see the singing bush and, uh, and the invisible swordsman. And um, it's probably my best and funniest thing that I do in the whole movie is that I'm quite far in the background, but you can see it clearly with me and these horses. And, uh, but no, no sound or anything. I'm just behind, out behind them. And, uh, I, I get off my horse uh, and actually land on the horse next to me backwards. And it's just one of those things. That <laughs> I, I just love that crap. And, and there it is. If you ever see that movie again, look for it. I will. It's one of my favorite sequences in one of my favorite and then my movies. Hands go, you know, my hands shoot out. Like, <laughs> what happened? Uh, great. I, I love that character anyway. Be right back after this. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com/slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Listen, we, I love that we've gotten this far into the interview without talking about the most iconic of iconic, of course, which is Caddyshack. And yeah, I mean, Caddyshack made me want to play golf. And I, in fact, I'm dressed in golf outfit. I'm going to go play I, golf when we're done today. And I blame you. I, I can't blame, play golf, man. <laughs> I hated golf. I was a tennis. I'm tennis. But I, I thought your swing was pretty good. In fact... Uh, I've uh, rarely made played once or twice. Oh, I know what it is. I played for the movie. You know, I had, I, and I apparently looked pretty good. Some golfer told me he had a good swing or whatever. And then later Billy would call me. He's a great golfer. You know, he's right up there with the pros. Yeah. This is his thing. Billy Murray. And he'd call and say, you want to play golf? And I go, 
all right. And I'd meet him somewhere half between a, at a, a club, uh, a golf course. And I'd, we'd, I'd go about, it's, he's so patient. I'd go, I'd go uh, through the uh, seven shots of the first hole. <laughs> and then as, as I was approaching the second hole, you know, pretty much every time we played, he'd be sitting all the way at the ninth hole drinking a beer and waiting for me. I mean, that's how good he was. <laughs> and I wanted to play that, you know, and I, I just, uh, I, I think I would shoot like 180, something like that. Yeah, that's not <laughs> a good score. Incredible. Not a good score. But your, sw- no. your swing in the movie looks pretty damn good. It does. I, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't, it, the, 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 the trick is to actually, make contact with the ball. Yes. <laughs> that yes, wasn't it is. in that shot. Yes. And I have plenty of uh, trouble, trouble with that with Bill. And he tried to teach me a little thing here or there, but that, I, I think I probably jerked back or something when just getting to the ball because I was nervous or whatever. I just never really made the right. I, once, once I hit a solid, you know, 200 yard thing, um, but that was it. So my favorite bit in that movie um, and again, I think it's like, I, everybody knew you were funny in those days. You're still funny, but I, you're pretty, you're, you're real. There's a lot of, I, you're a good actor, man. There's a great moment with you and Lacey Underall, by the way, one of the great names in history where, oh. where, um, she, you say, let's just pretend there were two human beings. There, there's the scene when she comes to my, comes to my abode. It's and, this, uh, no, it's, it's when you, it's, it's outside. It's, it's, you're both in your formal oh, attire. It's yeah. outside and you open the, the, the beer bottle can that's already been opened. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you, let's just pretend uh, we're two human beings. No, that's inside. That was in my house and it was a Perrier bottle. Oh, you're right. Okay. Uh, you're right. You're right. Oh, look at that. And there was close to nothing. Cause I just had the top off already, but I, my back was to her. And, uh, then there, and also in that, what I loved is that, uh, there were, I said I was just out diving or something or fishing, whatever. But what you could see was clearly a, a motor and skis that apparently and something else. I can't remember what, but it, it just showed the fact that the Thai web might go out there and just uh, slice fish up as he's skiing. <laughs> there was nothing about fishing. He's a maniac, but uh, nobody ever responded to that. And that's just fine. I didn't want to make more of it, but uh, yeah. And Ted, and Ted Knight, I don't think gets enough credit for, he's so funny. Oh, Ted. Ted Knight. Are you my pal? How about a fresca? I mean, he is. I think he was brilliant. 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 How about a fresca? How about a fresca? I, I mean, the fact that uh, all of us were. There were plenty of, uh, if I may say so, drugs on that movie. Yep. Um, it was a, right at the middle of that point when uh, pot and coke were a big deal. And uh, he would just spend his time eating salads. He never wanted to have anything to do with that. But there was a night, this is a funny story too. Uh, I, I We lived in this dorm, basically a golf uh, uh, motel. And uh, so I had a room, and everybody had a room. And I got a knock on the door around, I don't know, 1040. And, uh, yeah, yeah, come on in. Uh, my door was open. I'm in bed. And it's Billy and Brian Doyle Murray, his brother. And, <laughs> and uh, hey, Jeff, you got any Coke? No. No, I don't have any of that. Uh, you, got any, you got any weed, man? Any? No, I don't. I'll tell you what. Um, uh, go next door. That's Rodney. He, he might have something like that. Like, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Okay, so they close the door. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Thanks. And knock on Rodney's door. And th- this, I I love this story. That uh, They went in, uh, opened his door, and he's in bed. And they said, hey, Rodney, you got any Coke? And Rodney says, I don't, I don't know. Do you have any uh, weed? Any? Oh yeah. You see that uh, that bag right in front of you? Paper bag. Uh, 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 take it. Enjoy it. Enjoy. 
So the two of these guys take this paper bag that's uh, screwed up and uh, go downstairs. They're happy as hell. They go downstairs to a larger uh, sitting room type place. And they open the bag. It's all seeds. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was brilliant. And, you know, this this wasn't a real bright man, Rodney, but that was, uh, I think he'd been waiting for anybody to ask him for pot. <laughs> that's what he had for them. And the two Murray brothers, you know, what the heck? I, they couldn't be taken. I, I just, I, I, the, the stories of that set are legendary. I mean, people always, always ask me what's, you know, how's the movie and TV business changed? You know, it's changed a lot. But I mean, in those days, honest to God, you, you would go on a movie set and people dealt drugs like front, left and center. It was like everywhere. And Caddyshack yeah, was, might've been the high watermark. Caddyshack might've, might've been right. I, I think, uh, yes. And as I say, it was in the eighties, I guess, early eighties, uh, maybe, yeah, right around 98 or whatever. But, uh, you know, we'd gone through the sixties and the seventies where it was already accepted by mayors and cops and everything else that, uh, people uh, smoked pot and, and snorted Coke that they couldn't really stop it. I mean, it was a, a, a big hit with, uh, people roughly my age and who have grown out of that, I hope most of them died. I don't know. In any case, uh, the change came about because uh, views of uh, behavior and religion uh, got more uh, effective to people. And there was, uh, it just became something that, I mean, today you'd never see anybody uh, doing Coke. Uh, maybe once in a while you see somebody with some pot, but, um, that, you know, because of this goddamn Reagan <laughs> and uh, their people and his wife, I just say, no, yeah, just say this. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just, uh, that was it. ruined it. I'm glad because, uh, I would have probably just taken it, uh, right to the grave. <laughs> I love that, uh, Coke. Uh, cocaine, but I just quit, bam, like that. Uh, the way I, I quit smoking that way too, just bam. You quit just no. cold turkey. That's that's very hard to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, because I never believed that that you can't do that, man. You've got to cause, fuck it. Just don't buy it and don't have any from anybody. That's it. it, it, it you know, about two weeks of uh, wondering if I should try it again, and I've not. Ever. And same with the cigarettes, too. Uh, it's just, uh, I don't know where I learned that from my granddad, I guess, from my father. That's great. But it's just, uh, let's let's get on with it, you know. I wonder if the, movie, if the movies of those days, what they would have been like without all of the drugs. I mean, they would have for sure been different. I'm not sure they would have been better. I'm not sure they would have been worse, but they would have been different. Yeah, the question is... Um, whether it mattered, uh, uh, I, I, I think I think it overdid itself. The those drugs and that uh, so many of these Cheech and Chong type films came out that people just didn't want to see them anymore. They, they didn't know much that uh, you know. I, I mean, there were references to it in uh, later films, but that I made and reference here and there. But uh, yeah. Chevy, you are. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I I love catching up with you. Um, we need to do. Me a too. New- I, I, it's great to see you. And uh, this has went on a long time. I don't know how you're gonna edit it. I don't know what you. But in, in fact, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I, you know, anytime you want to do uh, that, this or something else that that requires your talent, oh. uh, and you and you need somebody else, give me a buzz. I, I will for sure. You're the be- you're the absolute best. Stay out of that snow. <laughs> get a fire. Hang out with your beautiful family. And thank you again. And and again for everything you've, all the work you've made and will continue to make. You've uh, you made this uh, Midwestern boy very happy for many many years. Good boy. <laughs> all right, uh, Chevy. Okay. Thank you. Listen, let's uh, let's meet up again. I'll see you. On the next one. All right, brother. Take Thank care. you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks, Rob. I hope you loved 
Mr. Chevrolet Chase as much as I did. I, I that was that was a dream come true. If you'd have told me my 13 year old self that one day I would have a podcast and I would be talking to Chevy, I, I would have been like, my career will be complete. Um, and that is a a tick on the box of uh, of the um, of the wish list. And um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Okay, so before we wrap up for the week, uh, it is time. Yes, it is. I know you're ready. I know I am for the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4551. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hi, my name is Brenda. I'm from Escondido, from California. Um, my question is, looking at a picture of the sun, hurt your eyes. Well, Brenda, here's the thing. The lighter your eyes are, they say, the more it hurts, your, hurts the sun. Uh, my eyes are very blue, and they burn very easily. Here's the good news. It's never happened to me. Looking at a picture. Now, I, I'm not saying that it can't. Anything is possible. Um, but as as someone with v- extremely sensitive eyes for light, I, for one, am thrilled that so far, when I look at a picture of the sun, it does not burn my eyes. Thank you for calling it. You have been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe. Produced and engineered by me, Devin Tory Bryant. Executive produced by Rob Lowe for Low Profile. Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Stitcher. The supervising producer is Aaron Blair. Talent producer, Jennifer Samples. Please rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Stitcher. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.